0: Hello everyone. Our reading this morning is from Philippians, verse 1, chapters 3 to 11. Thanksgiving and prayer. I thank my God every time I remember you, in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion, until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, for whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you sharing God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that your, you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through jesus christ to the glory and praise of god this is the word of the lord
1: Oh, well, good morning everyone I don't know about you but over these last few weeks I've really been inspired by the stories we've heard of members of our congregation serving on their front lines, our video series, as part of our exploration of what it means to actually live out faith in those places where we spend most of our waking hours. Over these last three weeks we've heard from Libby talking about her role as a psychologist and seeking to show compassionate leadership in her work with the CAMS team. Then Adam shared how he sought to live out his faith and to exert influence in the world of business. And then last week, uh, Rosie spoke of being intentional in seeking God's purposes for her life as she approached retirement from paid work. If you've missed any of those videos, then do scroll back through our YouTube series because they're all well worth a watch. Well, this week, as our series continues, the term frontline takes on a new dimension. On this Remembrance Sunday, we reflect on those who've served on the frontline in battle, often at great personal cost. And then alongside that, as we've entered lockdown in these last few days, many of us have seen adjustments to our usual frontline situations. And I want to draw together those two different dimensions of speaking of front lines, through the example of the enigmatic character known as Woodbine Willie. Woodbine Willie was a First World War army chaplain who gained his nickname through handing thousands of Woodbine cigarettes to troops he served alongside on the battlefields of Belgium. Whereas last week's theme was intentional living, this week it's incarnational living, being the presence of Jesus in tough places. So let's hear a little bit about Woodbine Willie through this short video.
2: The Salient is famous not just for the brutality of the fighting, but also for an unassuming Anglican clergyman called Geoffrey Ancatel Studdart Kennedy, you probably know him better as Woodbine Willie, so called for his habit of dishing out woodbine cigarettes to the wounded and dying on the battlefield, as well as prayer and spiritual guidance. The seventh of nine children hailing from Leeds, he was a vicar in Worcester when the war broke out. Quickly volunteering he found himself on the western front and not shying away from danger he was often operating in no man's land armed only with his bible and cigarettes and he would fearlessly minister to the soldiers. One celebrated story tells of him crawling out to a working party putting up wire in front of their trench. A nervous soldier challenged him asking who he was and he said the church. When a soldier asked what the church was doing out there he replied its job. In fact, he was awarded the military cross at the Battle of Messonine Ridge for running repeatedly into no man's land to help the wounded. The citation said this, For conspicuous gallantry and devotion to duty, he showed the greatest courage and disregard for his own safety in attending to the wounded under heavy fire. He searched shell holes for our own and enemy wounded, assisting them to the dressing station and his cheerfulness and endurance had a splendid effect upon all ranks in the front-line trenches which he constantly visited. After the war, he became closely involved in the Christian Socialist and the Pacifist movements touring the country giving public lectures. He was in Liverpool on one of his lecture tours in 1929 when he fell ill and died. A crowd of more than 2,000 turned out for his funeral procession lining from Worcester Cathedral to his old parish church of St Paul. They tossed packets of woodbines onto the passing cortege a gesture the Reverend Studdart Kennedy would probably have thoroughly approved of, being a heavy smoker himself. Woodbine really was a man who was prepared to put his own life on the line. Motivated by God's love and the message of Jesus he was prepared to lose his life to bring life to others.
1: What really strikes me about the example of Jeffrey Studdard Kennedy, is that he lived out God's call to be with people. He was with soldiers as they prepared for battle. He was with them as they faced death. He was with them as they mourned the loss of friends. He was with them in their separation from their loved ones at home. This is what has been called incarnational ministry. Let's unpack that description. Let's make it a little bit more accessible. Often when we talk about the incarnation, we're thinking of Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, God's only son, coming to earth and living amongst his people, living, serving, and dying. The literal translation of John chapter 1, verse 14, which is a verse we often read in the Christmas season, is that God's only Son pitched his tent among us. In Philippians 2, verse seven, we hear of Jesus taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And then in the words of a song, we sing of God with us, so close to us, Emmanuel. Jesus is the Son of God, incarnate, the God of all creation, embodied in human flesh, living with his people. How incredible is that? And we as his people are called to be Jesus to others, to live with others and to embody his presence. Jeffrey Stoddart Kennedy, or Woodbine Willie as he was known in World War I, didn't have to do that much. He did do enough to earn the military cross through his work in no man's land in rescuing people who'd been injured. But much of his time was spent simply being with people, ministering God's love. Former colleague of mine works as a hospital chaplain at Birmingham Children's Hospital. And much of his time is spent in being with That phrase, being with, is really important. Sam Wells is vicar of St. Martin's in the Fields Church in central London. It has a wide reaching ministry with the homeless and in the wider community. Sam's also a prolific writer, and one of his books is called Incarnational Ministry. In it, he speaks of four models of social engagement how we relate to others around us. He speaks of working for, working with, being for, and being with, working for. Working for is about doing things to make someone else's life better. Possibly so that you get some sense of inner satisfaction yourself. The underlying premise is, I've got something you need and I'm willing to work for you. Then there's working with. Working with is more about partnership, learning, serving, and growing together with like-minded people towards a common goal. And then there's being for. We might describe that as being an advocate, a voice for others, speaking on others' behalf, but not necessarily being there closely for them. And then the fourth one is being with. It's about presence, it's about listening, it's about not having all the answers, just being there. All of these four are important. All of them express God's priorities. Jesus embodied all four, but being with is the easiest one to miss, but often the most important. Being with isn't just a remit of a chaplain. Being with is for all of us. There are times when people just need us to be with them. For married men watching may on occasion have heard their wives saying, I don't want you to try and fix me or fix this situation. I just want you to be with me. In the ministry of CAP, Christians Against Poverty. Where is the greatest value? Is it the delivery of a food parcel to a person's doorstep, which is an expression of working for? Or is it a befriender spending half an hour with a client, listening, seeking to understand, being God's presence in their home or on their doorstep? Those of us who are prone to activism, need to learn the art of being with. For some of you, being with is something you give yourself to every day, sacrificially. Those who are carers for a loved one with a disability, a partner in the last stages of life, parenting a child with severe learning difficulties. In amongst all of the doing for that person, being with is such a powerful expression of the love of God. In this, you minister grace and love, often at significant personal cost. I guess the conundrum for many of us is how can we be with others in lockdown when we can't be with others over these next few weeks? What does incarnational living look like during these weeks ahead. Well, if we do live with others, our attentiveness to them speaks of God's love and care. We have an opportunity to spend more time with them, listening, doing and being. Maybe members of our families don't share our faith. Let's pray that in this time we can be light and life. But our being with can stretch beyond a physical presence. A few weeks ago, um, I was feeling quite flat, lacking oomph, lacking sense of purpose. It was a wet and windy Saturday. I had no particular plans for that day. I think Andrew, my oldest son, was out and about, probably playing football. And I felt a bit, ugh. But a friend called me on the phone someone I hadn't spoken to for a few months. And we had a long chat on the phone and I was able to share with him how I was feeling on that particular day. It was good just to be able to chat. Three days later, he called me again to see how I was doing. Last week, he called me a third time. Now that's not a particularly blokey thing to do, is it, to uh, phone a friend? three times in the space of a number of weeks and engaged on an emotional level. But that was about being with me and I greatly appreciated it and was very much encouraged by it. Some people in our congregation, in our streets, in our family, perhaps living on their own or just going through a tough time might need us to be with them. A phone call, a text message, a postcard, a cake on the doorstep, being with, that is what incarnational living is all about. Being the presence of Jesus. Now before anyone accuses me of completely ignoring the reading, I was struck by Paul's situation in lockdown in Rome as he wrote this letter, socially distanced from those he loved. There's a desperation in his writing to see the Philippians again, to be with them. In verse 8 we read, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Now for the moment being with people physically is just not possible for Paul, but he acts intentionally and incarnationally. He sends him a letter Full of love and grace and encouragement, the sort of letter we would love to receive, showing them, telling them that they matter. And more than that, he commits to pray for them and does pray for them with a genuine desire for their spiritual and physical well being at the heart. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to take some time to reflect on what being with might look like may not look like woodbine willie may not look like my mate simon phoning me but for all of us there are ways in which we can be with others around us those we engage with on our front lines reflecting god's values and incarnating his love let's pray Father God, we thank you for that ultimate expression of being with, the fact that you sent your son to live and dwell among us. Thank you for the wonders of the incarnation. And thank you, Lord God, that you entrust us to be your presence here on earth. Help us to discern how we might be with others during these next few weeks, demonstrating your love in words and action and by our very presence. Inspire us, Lord, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.